0: This is The Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hello, friends. Welcome back to The Lost Start of Communication podcast. Today, we'll be continuing along our friendship series, talking about how to maintain long-distance friendships. It's very common these days for people to move pursue their own dreams, go off into different cities and states, and so many friendships are no longer in the same place. Molly and I have been long-distance friends for longer than we've been in-person friends, so it's really important to us that we work hard to maintain our friendship even from across the country. So today we want to talk about some strategies that we use and tips that we think you'll find helpful in maintaining friendships with people who are not in the same city as you are.
1: Yeah, most of my friends live in different places. I have, um, well, the reason I moved to California was for a job. And then also what helped was that one of my best friends lives out here. Um, But otherwise, like I've made friends here, obviously, but like in order to stay connected to like the friends I've made across the country slash who have moved after college. Like, first of all, I feel like I have a friend like (laughs) in almost every state, but not really. I'm not that popular. But I have friends so many different places and they're all having to be like, you know, maintained, not in person. And that's
0: so important because as we've talked about so many times, it's not that easy to make friends. And so once you find a person who's a genuine, with whom you have a genuine connection and you really get along with and there's history there, it's really worth it to keep in touch. I think about some chapters of my life where I had friends maybe in Europe when I studied abroad that I don't talk to as frequently as I did at one point. And it's always sad to me when I think about the people that I lost touch with because obviously they added value to my life for a reason. And so when you have a genuine connection with someone, it's worth it to invest the time and the effort. Even if you're not in the same place, a friendship means a lot.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think it's hard to um, maintain with everybody and that's not what we're saying either. Mm -hmm. But making sure that like, if it's a friendship you truly value and you really want to keep up with, like there's things that you got to do. It doesn't just kind of stay. Yeah.
0: And there are varying degrees of, quote unquote, long distance friendships. So there are going to be people on your Facebook feed who are your friends. How close are you to them? I don't know. You cannot be super close with every single person and that is okay. It doesn't mean that you're not their friend or that you don't have a good relationship with them. There are so many people who I love to death who I don't get the opportunity to speak with as frequently as I would like. It doesn't mean I don't care about them, but think of your handful of friends that you Do want to keep in touch with on a regular basis. And that's what we really mean when we say keeping these long distance friendships strong.
1: Yeah. So like me and Trisha definitely being um, long distance friends from college and we had such a strong connection in college and we've maintained it well through these past five years now. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. So um, we're going to take this time to like talk about the things that we
0: think work. Yeah. So the number one strategy that has worked for us and that we recommend is making sure that you schedule time to talk on the phone or FaceTime. It allows for deeper communication than just texting all the time or just following each other on social media. And this isn't something that we've been doing for that long. I think it was within the last year that we decided, okay, Sundays, we're going to talk on the phone. That's our day. If we don't have time on Sunday, we're going to do it Monday. But we make sure that we talk at least once per week on the phone. And we're very yeah. diligent about
1: it. It was when I, we were moving, when I was moving to California, I mm-hmm. think. Um, oh, no. It was when I went to Florida. I don't know. It was, it was recently. but um, Within the last two years, for sure. Yeah, and it's helped us, and we've done a really dang good job of it, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely some hiccups here and there, but, like, it's helped me and Trisha so much because me and Trisha then get to talk about the day-to-day things that occur in our lives on a weekly basis. Instead of, like, when you think about talking on your your phone to your friends after, like, such a long time— it does become so big picture and your conversation might sound something like, you know, Hey, how's it going? How's that job? Um, how's your dog? How's your boyfriend? Um, how is the city? And then once you get through those big life things, you're like, all right. And then it doesn't, um, come up as naturally, like the small daily things that your friendship was probably based on when you were in, not based on, but like that helped, maintain a lot of it, um, in person.
0: Yeah. The, when you speak more frequently, there's less to catch up on. So it makes it more manageable and you really get to go into the nitty gritty of the day to day. I know so many details about Molly's life, even though we're on opposite coasts, because we speak so frequently. Whereas, Certain friends, I'm only able to catch up with them maybe once a month, and that's okay with each friend. You want to find a frequency that's appropriate for you. But with those friends, I don't get to know as many details about what they're going through. I know, like Molly said, the big picture stuff, and it just it takes longer to get through everything. And so maybe I there's a really funny little tiny story that happened. I'm not going to think if I have one month's worth of things to catch up on, I'm not going to think about those tiny stories that are funny. I'm going to think of the big things like, oh, hey, moved, got a new job. Here's how it's going. Here's the general takeaway. But what I love about talking every week with Molly is that I get to share like the tiniest of stories and that makes it really helpful. But if you're going to do this, I think the reason we've been successful in it is because we were both committed to it and we hold each other accountable. So it's not a question of like, okay, like, let's see, let's try for Sunday. It's no, every Sunday we're going to talk. If you can't make Sunday, we're going to schedule in another time. So we both have to hold each other accountable to that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it kind of comes into that whole, um, mentality of like, what's important to you Mm -hmm. if you find something important, um, reframe it as like I don't have time instead try telling yourself like it's not important to me and see how that feels and um that's really helpful at least for me to keep up with our phone calls because I can easily tell Trisha all the time oh my gosh I have no time today but then if I reframe it reframe into my brain and say oh Trisha you're not that important to me today that sounds like crap so (laughs) that's that's a good that's a
0: good point Cause we all yeah. get busy and we get caught up and it's so easy, especially cause like, I know if I cancel phone call, Molly's going to forgive me, but it's doing both of us a disservice. And now because of our diligence over the past year and a half, it's really strengthened our friendship. I think we're better friends now than we were when we lived in the same place.
1: Yeah. And I, I meant to um, say this earlier, but something that I find that helps us by talking so often is that we can still have inside jokes when you talk so often you don't create inside jokes with people as much when you are just covering the bases, the big picture stuff. So like, because Trisha had a bad date someday, I can be like, oh my gosh, this sounds like that guy. Mm -hmm. And um, it kind of makes it more playful and less like checklist um, catching up.
0: Yeah, definitely. The other thing is in between our phone calls, we're still in touch. So it's so easy. We have so much access to technology that we can send each other photos. We can send each other texts throughout the week. And so it's really fun knowing that I'm going to talk to Molly on Sunday. If I send her a Snapchat on Wednesday of something and she's like, what's that? I can say, I'll tell you more details when we talk. And it's so convenient to have that luxury. I don't really like talking a lot through text and I don't like catching up on my life through text. So rather than telling a story over text, it's so nice knowing that, I can say, hey, remind me to tell you this really funny story about so-and-so, and then when we talk, I get the chance to say it, and then that's something for me to look forward to all week versus just texting the story. Yeah, and
1: I think that's something personal to me and Trisha, because I do have other friends where I will text, like because mm-hmm. I am more of a texter, um, where I will text like in-depth stories. I had um, a revelation at therapy. Actually, I need to tell you about that, Trisha, <laughs> um, but I had a revelation <laughs> in therapy What? You started therapy. I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I told you that. No? See, me and Trisha still forget (laughs) the big things on our phone calls sometimes. I recently went back to therapy, had a revelation about something, and my friend. And so I texted her about it, and we had this whole conversation over text. That's kind of like how we keep in touch. Um, But again, um, for me and Trisha, like the phone calls really help because we know each other's personality. Like I know Trisha and I work better
0: phone call wise and every relationship is going to be different with my brother we hardly ever talk on the phone but we snapchat every single day and that's how I know what he's doing and that's his method I could ask him to to call me every week it's just not going to happen and that's okay I still love him and so at least we get those pictures every day yeah
1: and it's still that point we were making of like her and her Trisha and her brother still um, catch up on these smaller details of each other's lives as opposed to just big picture stuff.
0: Yeah. So when you are speaking with someone on the phone, even if you're catching up after a long time, another tip would be make sure you're asking about the details and making an effort to remember the details. So it's very difficult for me, for example, when someone I haven't seen in a while says, oh, how's Savannah? Or when I was living in New York, how's New York? New York's great. I don't know what to say to that. Like it's such a broad question. It's really hard to answer versus how are you finding it making friends in Savannah or something very specific where you're asking like, oh, how is your dog doing? I heard your roommate has a new dog.
1: On that point, I just realized like if you say things like that, it's going to lead to even more mundane conversation because my next thought after like how's New York, I would say, oh man, it's snowy there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah the weather's weather's really bad mm-hmm. and then like it would go into a weather conversation that would not be the greatest
0: <laughs> unless you love weather but I don't yeah it's okay to talk about the weather sometimes but obviously you don't want to talk about that all the time and just because those sorts of questions are so broad that they don't really lead to the deeper stuff and if I'm have one conversation with the person I haven't talked to in a while, I want to get into, I want to hear about their life. And if I just say, Oh, how's California? It's hard to answer that question. And I do that all the time. I know I ask people really vague questions and I'm trying to get better at being more specific because when I'm on the other end and someone asks me that, it's really hard to answer. What are you going to say besides fine or good? And unless you're really putting it on the other person to figure out the details and tell you. So if you want to Start the conversation, make the conversation deeper, faster. Start with pinpointing specific questions.
1: And then you're going to get information that you actually want to know about because if not, if you give them a broad question, they're going to shoot back with information that they want to share, right? And Mm -hmm. then you might get bored on the other end being like, well, I don't really care about the new comforter you bought, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Um, So by asking more specific questions about what you're interested in, in this specific case, yeah, <laughs> um, it helps.
0: Yeah, and then try to remember what people say so that the next time you talk, you can follow up on it. Remembering names of people in your life, in your friends' lives, is super important. So if Molly and I are talking, and I know that she made a new friend last week, and I want to say, oh, how'd it go with Stacy?" That is going to feel better to Molly than if we sit, if I say like, Oh, is that girl? And you know, you can't remember everything. That's okay. But try to remember details and names of people in your friends' lives. And that's a general thing, not even just long distance. Yeah.
1: Because thinking about like in-person friendships, that's what you do more and it's, it comes more naturally, but to kind of make that bridge between long distance and in real, in current location friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to bridge that difference a lot easier.
0: And it makes you feel so much more connected. Like, even though I, the last time I visited Molly was when I moved her in to San Jose, like a year ago, I feel like I've been there more just because I know everything about her life there. Not everything, obviously, but I know so much about it. And
1: you know, uh uh-huh. Something else that I think really helps with long-distance friendships on that point, Trisha, Mm -hmm. is um, FaceTiming and showing people where you live or, like, what you experience day-to-day because that's what you do when someone's in your, like, more physical presence, Mm -hmm. right? They can share that memory, um, which is really cool. Like, when my parents came to visit me... um, They're always my friends because they're my parents. But, like, (laughs) (laughs) relationships that are long distance, too, I showed them, um, like, I drove by my work. I took them to my apartment. And, like, um, you can do that over FaceTime with friends, too. And having them get a picture visually of, like, what your day-to-day looks like is so cool and helpful.
0: And, again, that makes it so much more personal. And so you can even send pictures. But to me, it feels so different from if I were to see Molly's apartment because she posted a picture of it on Instagram, versus if I saw it because she showed me on FaceTime it feels very different and not saying that like not to post pictures on the internet but you can see anyone's life there I feel so much more connected to someone when they show me something specifically and say hey look at this painting I just bought and take a picture and send it to me that feels better than if it's just there for everyone to see without saying like hey Trisha I really want you to see this. And then it takes away that awkward
1: conversation on the other end and saying, like, oh, I saw you posted this, or oh, I saw you had a baby, or something. Like, you can say more, like, thanks for filling me in,
0: and you know, it's just a lot um, more personal. Mm -hmm. Another struggle that can sometimes happen when you have a long distance friend is, especially if you go too long without catching up with someone, sometimes it can turn into a reminiscing session where you're just going back. So if Molly and I hadn't talked since college, the second we picked up the phone, we would probably start talking about college and our memories that we had in the past. And that happens when I catch up with friends that I studied abroad with, for example, I end up just talking, oh, remember when we did this and that, and that's fun. And I like doing that from time to time. I'm super nostalgic person, so I I love doing that. But it will, if that's all you do, it's gonna hinder the friendship from growing. And so that's why keeping up with these details, remembering the details in other in your friend's life will help keep the momentum so that you build your friendship and you go through life together as opposed to remembering how close you were when you lived in the same place. Just because you're far away doesn't mean you can't be close. At yeah, all. and you can still build memories together.
1: Yeah. Over that's a great way to think about it. Like building memories together still
0: keeps the friendship alive so you can try and do that in any way long distance yeah i feel like molly and i have so many memories together even though we've only seen each other a handful of times in the past five years yeah oh that's crazy. so sad <laughs> yeah. yeah but we also do make an effort to travel to see each other if that's feasible for you definitely doesn't mean you have to go to one person's city try to meet in the middle You're going to probably take a trip at some point in the year, so make it a trip where you can also see your friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can definitely, like, I'm wanting to go visit Trisha sometime soon, but if that doesn't happen, I knew, like, in the past year, in 2018, me and Trisha had a lot of, like, things that we were um, meeting up for together. Like, we had two weddings, and we had, um, what else did we We went to to Peru. We went to Peru. We oh actively yeah, planned that's that was. one. Yeah, we actively. Oh my gosh, I forgot Peru. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, so me and Trisha actively met in a place that wasn't our homes, but like we were able to expand and grow memories there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so that was really cool.
0: Yeah, so we were able to see each other a lot. And another thing, this may be very obvious to you listeners, but we are hosting a podcast together, so we get to talk not only on Sundays, but we also get to talk once a week to discuss the podcast and to record. So do a project with your long-distance friend. It doesn't have to be a podcast, but you could start a blog together or do some sort of challenge with each other maybe it's a photography challenge or whatever it is that you are both interested in but but something to bring you closer but that also gives you something to talk about yeah it could
1: be something like um reading a book together it could be something like um going to a workout class that you guys have never tried but like doing it in the same week like oh my gosh you did Zuma this week too that's so cute I love that yeah. So, like again, doing those things that you would do in person and having those same conversations about that shared experience, but you're just not together. But still, it's sharing and growing experiences. Yeah. Too. Or like cooking a meal, and you both cook the same yeah. meal. Oh yeah. Like buying a cookbook, me like okay, let's let's cook this meal, or hey, let's do whole thirty together, or hey, let's like I wouldn't do that with you. Sorry, Jennifer, <laughs> I but don't like want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or hey, let's you know um, yeah, doing a project, something like that together.
0: Yeah. And then another thing, I know we talked about the weather before, Molly had found a BuzzFeed article about ways to maintain long-distance friendships, and one of the points in it that I thought was cute, and something that my mom does actually, is check the weather in the cities where your friends live. So my mom always looks at the weather in, it was New York, but now Savannah, and and when my sister was living in Las Vegas, she would check the weather in all the cities so that she she wouldn't tell us, talk to us about it very often. But then that way she'd know how we were feeling or how, what the weather was like that day. And no, it's just not going to spark the deepest of conversations, but just knowing what someone's going through. If I'm like, Oh my gosh, Molly, it's raining like crazy where you are. How is that? It's nice to feel more connected with someone.
1: Yeah. I think that's something my mom does too. I love it. Like thinking about how it kind of feels again, like you're building those connections together because they can feel like it is snow, like you can talk about that, the crazy snow that happened, or like the crazy heat, or the perfect weather in California, you know, (laughs) anything like that. Um, Yeah, but you mentioned the BuzzFeed article, Trisha, so I'm looking at it now, and we've already gone over a lot of things in the BuzzFeed article, but I think one of the things that we didn't talk about that's in the article that we'll attach in the show notes Mm -hmm. is um, sending cards in the mail for holidays and birthdays, and it's something that... Um, Me and Trisha do. We actually, I'm about to send your gift, Trisha, tomorrow. Um, We still send each other. (laughs) We still send each other like gifts um, and cards to show that you're thinking about each other, which I personally love. And I know Trisha's really strong on like the written words, so
0: it's something that works for us. Love sending letters, and I'm also, as of late, a big fan of postcards, just because I have lived in. Italy and other states and so sending a postcard is very easy and it's just a little note to say hey I'm thinking about you but it shows a little more initiative than a text and it also gives someone a tangible item to keep and remember you by I used to send letters really long letters all the time even to people who lived in my same city <laughs> because I'm ridiculous <laughs> but you don't have to do that you have technology these days sending a letter or a card is always nice so because people don't get there. I remember being in college once and I got a letter and my roommate was like, oh my gosh, you got mail. That's so fun. I was like, yeah. yeah, I got mail because I sent mail. So if you want things like that, do things like that and people will reciprocate.
1: And I think that is such a good point to make because texts become so common and mundane. I'm not going to lie, Trisha, you text me sometimes when I'm like in the middle of a project at work and I will forget I got it because, you know, like it's just something like, on my phone but if trisha sent me a postcard i'd be like that's amazing i would not forget
0: that you know texts are so like that just remind me of something so important is try to have a general sense of your long-distance friend's schedule so mm, oh uh, yeah, that's one of the really important ones. I know like when I'm texting Molly, I know her work schedule, so sometimes I'll preface with, "I know you're at work, don't answer this." Sometimes I just know like she's not going to answer cuz she's at work, but it's helpful to have a general sense so that you're not in someone's like bothering someone when they're doing something, but also showing that you remember what their life is like. It's nice when people say that to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and on that same point, um, Trisha knows and I know that we're three hours apart. Mm-hmm. So like remembering that is so thoughtful, I think. I get so many um, calls and texts, my parents mostly, <laughs> um, of just kind of like, what time is it there? Or like calling me, one time they called me like super early and I love them and I think it's just a math thing on their end, but like, um, like knowing... The time difference in the schedules really shows that you care.
0: It's also cute, like my mom texted me, I I talked to my mom two days ago and I told her I was doing a presentation this morning and we didn't talk yesterday, but she texted me this morning around the time the presentation ended and said, I hope it went really well, I'm thinking of you. And that's so nice. Like she didn't need a reminder to say like, I didn't check in with her to say, hey, I'm going to this presentation. She just remembered my schedule and that made me feel so special. Granted she's my mom and so she always makes me feel special. But if you can do that with your friends too, and show that support even from afar, that's how you strengthen your bond and show someone you really care.
1: This podcast sounds like me and Trisha, and our parents are our only friends. I <laughs>
0: promise we have, I friends promise friends we have more. <laughs> I yeah. So speaking of other friends, I, there's as we mentioned in the beginning, it's not feasible to speak with every person in your life once per week. I don't think it's you. You know, you're gonna to have to pick and choose some friendships, but there is one, there are other little things you can do to show people that you care and that you're thinking of them. One of my friends from grad school, who I haven't spoken with on the phone in a long time, but who I was really close to during school, she recently texted me to tell me that she's getting ready to adopt a baby. And then, like, two hours later, she posted it on social media. But the fact that she went out of her way to text me before it went online made me feel really special. And that is something simple. And it's just a text. And, yes, we get texts all the time. But the fact that she thought of me to say that really did something. And it was, like, that's really sweet. So I know that we both need to be better about talking more frequently we're also at really different stages in our lives. Like she's getting ready to adopt a baby. I just moved to a new city. We have like so many (laughs) different things going on, but it was a small thing that made me feel really good and connected to her.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest picture in this podcast is kind of like show the person that you're really caring about them and thinking about them because it's not as obvious when you're not in person.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think about people all the time that I don't always talk to Like, every day in my, like, morning prayers, I'm thinking about people who probably do never give me a second thought, but I don't know, maybe they do too, and it's just nice every once in a while to get those little messages, like, hey, just wanted to say hi, because thinking of you, it's nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, so, Trisha, do you have anything else um, that you want to talk about?
0: I think that
1: just about covers it.
0: Cool, so I get to put it on you this time. What are your, like takeaways my take home for this one would be find a friend just one do this one at a time you can't overwhelm yourself but find one friend talk with them about how much you value their conversation and ask them if they would be willing to schedule a regular time to talk once a week works famously for molly and me but if it's once every two weeks once a month three times a week whatever works for you Find a person, pick a day, a specific day and or time and commit to that together.
1: Yes, you guys do that for exercise classes and book clubs and
0: um, work, so you can do it. And, oh, that's a great point. Social interaction is, there's so many studies that say how important social interaction is and maintaining those friendships are on your mental health. So if you prioritize your work and you don't prioritize friendships, you're going to be less satisfied and happy in life. So remember. Prioritize yourself. Yeah. And yourself means prioritizing friends. Yes, exactly.
1: Um, And my take home would be start a project with someone that you are not in the same city with. I think that um, was something that really sparked joy in me during this conversation. I've been watching Marie Kondo, obviously um but (laughs) if it sparks joy in you then yes you should do it and um start a project with someone that means like take a class the same class read the same book you know we talked about all that so do that
0: Mm -hmm. great i love it thank you molly for being my long distance friend yay thank you trisha
1: all right, thank you guys for listening. And um, as a reminder, we have lots of presence on all of the social medias. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, both are Lost Art of Communication. Now Twitter as well. And Twitter, yeah, Trisha started a Twitter. And um, if you want to communicate with us, message us on any of those. Email us at lostartofcommunication at gmail.com. Um, and, and- or send us a letter. Actually, don't because we didn't get about our addresses,
0: but you know. <laughs> Contact us. And if you have the time or the energy, we would so appreciate if you would be able to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. That's how we get found by other listeners. And if you enjoy the show, we would love to hear your feedback and show us some love there. Yeah, that's another way you can communicate with us, leaving us a review. I forgot to mention, too, another way to keep in touch with people. I love sending people articles that i read that are interesting or podcasts sending them Mm -hmm. to friends and that way you have something to talk about when you do talk that's another project listening to a
1: podcast hey why don't you guys listen to our podcast together that would be cool all right guys thank you talk to you soon